up and welcome to john boy and jake radio it is thursday november 1st pinching a punch for the first day of the month jake and we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about Derek rose went off the knicks lost some other stuff some funny stories some silly stories here we go Thirsty Thursday. Buy me a drink. You know the song? You like the song? Me? Do you Popular, remember right? who you guys are? Yeah. I think that song made the radio. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. But I don't listen to the radio, so I have no idea what's popular or not. Colorado guy. One Speaking of, my, of popular... One of my old co-workers' neighbors. Yeah, big Colorado guy. He was like just in the Colorado scene forever. But yep. Speaking of popular music, Jake, I listened to your favorite female rapper yes. last night. Bad baby, be had baby, be had be, baby. And no, she's not my favorite rapper. She's my favorite celebrity. Oh, okay. Well, for those that don't know, it's the Catch Me Outside girl. How about that, Danielle um, Brigoli? She has a name. Jesus Christ, you know her name. <laughs> anyway, I was I was just like, what's this all about? I saw that she had a song on top one hundred Billboard list. I was like, what? Yeah. I listened to it, and that just such. Old man, man, just like what? But I think even the young kids are mostly saying what to that shit. Not the young kids. The young kids like that shit. Like no one after high school is actually into it. I would hope so. I mean, I asked my brother. He's in college. It is fucking. It was. She's awful. awesome. She beat the system. She got brought on Doctor Phil. To be one of the trouble kids that they have, one of the big boot camp people yell at them for 10 minutes, and then they come back outside, and they're like, Mama, I'll never be bad again. And she, was, she comes out and says, <laughs> she tells the whole audience at Dr. Phil, catch me outside. How about that? I That's watched her Dr. Phil performance about. soon. She's terrible. <laughs> she's more famous than Dr. Phil now, or she's more popular. Well, yeah. Dr. Phil's popularity is very odd the best thing that ever happened was we got our dog zimmer in 2005 and the intro and outro chime to dr phil's show the there's like some whistle on his intro and outro music when they cut to commercials cut back that drives my dog insane like i think they have a dog whistle on it and my mom had to stop watching dr phil and it was, it was like thank god maybe that's why my dad bought the dog no he wasn't home but win-win there's a big win-win all right. Do you know how Thank many you. followers she has on Instagram? Two million? Fifteen point six million. <laughs> so times times that by <laughs> seven and a half. That is nuts. Good for a bad baby. See? I'm telling you, man. She's But the she's, music's awful. She's an American story. Yeah, I think it's kinda wild she went with music. And so you're not gonna like this. It could be a lot worse. Like, there's some production value, and there's a couple, like, lyrics and stuff, which she had, I don't think she had, any of it's hers because she's a 15-year-old girl. She has but money that's dolling it up. She's she's letting it rip. 
I'm proud of her. Every damn day. So intimidating. Who was that girl in our high school that had the pulled back slick hair and the big hoop earrings? It used to intimidate the hell out of me and Tidge in freshman English class. Was she you, was a I sophomore. Fr- Seer? Yeah. Yeah. She listens. So, in- so. so she listens? You used yeah. to intimidate the hell out of me. Good. I forget her first name. Her last name was Seer. Well, whatever. All right, we got some sports to talk about. Thank you very much. It's Thursday. Thirsty Thursday, Jake says. That's why we got to play the drinking song. So we played Son of a Bitch. Pour me a drink. That's a really good song. Really good band. like that band a whole bunch. We had some sports to talk about, but a quick reminder, tomorrow is Friday, and we're trying to do a voicemail day. We have a handful of voicemails so far, but we'd like more because some are good, some are not good, but call in 908-845-5792. 908-845-5792. Call in, leave some voicemails. If we don't have enough good ones, then we might not do it tomorrow, but in the future, we definitely want to do voicemails on Fridays. I think it'll be fun. Let's talk about the Knicks. Now we're talking. They did, again, exactly what you want to see from this Knicks team. Jim, I feel like I'm the Knicks GM right now, and it's just clockwork. You happy? Yeah, man. And it, it was funny. Got got some some Boston friends trying to talk junk, and it's like, what are you doing? And it's this whole Boston thing is going to be on its head in about 16 months, which I'm excited about. Why are they talking junk about the Knicks? Well, no, it was just it was amongst friends, and they were just like, oh, Knicks are on. That must be good. And then we were like, oh, Knicks are leading. Knicks are leading. And then at the end, they were like, oh, Knicks lost. And it's like, yeah, that's the Good. goal. Great, grand, wonderful. Yeah, it was um, uh, Oladipo went off in Sabonis. The two guys traded for Paul George Ooh, last those year, Those weren't Jim. words. Sounded yeah. like you were just rolling your tongue around having fun in the yeah. middle of a sentence. Sabonis? Oladipo Sabonis? Oladipo and Sabonis? Yeah, yeah. Oladipo throat. Um, oh, Sabonis' wow. dad played in the NBA. Tim Hardaway Jr., your boy, goes for 37. Um, yeah. None of the other Knicks were great. Noah Von Ley did his job. Alonzo Trier, the rookie. Uh, but, yeah, they were up. Um, how much were they up going into the fourth? Uh, four points, and then they end up losing by six. Um, it's good stuff. I well, have a question. Sure. Because my, uh, my favorite thing is the Chank. Check Frank's stat line. He had another night that's perplexing. Did he have a bad night? Or was he just feeding Hardaway the ball? He only had seven assists, four points. He didn't have a single double. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird <laughs> box score. He had seven assists, which you put that in the plus column, and he was looking to pass and he w- he was being a little aggressive. His shooting wasn't there. He goes two for eight. So yeah, and he doesn't get to the free throw line, which is my biggest thing. Um Do you like him getting thirty minutes? Looks like Hardaway, oh, he, he Frank, Von Ley. Is Von Ley supposed to be getting that much run? No. Well, kinda. He's 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 an interesting story. He's twenty three. The Knicks. So here's a here's a fun stat for you, Jim. The Knicks have the most lottery picks on their roster of any NBA team. Um. So like, but it's because even some of their end of the guy end of the bench guys they're giving a chance Noah Vonley like he was a lottery pick and then he didn't do much for like three years but he came into the league when he's 19 so now he's 23 
He used to be scrawny. He's kind of roped up. The garden's starting to like him a lot because he's big, strong, and hustles, which there you go. Um, yeah, and NBA, so, something I'll you'll you'll eventually get turned on to is like it's interesting with some of the role players, like your boy Hisonia with the big brownie on his face. Like uh-huh. he only played 13 minutes, and that in theory that's either the coach is mad at you or the other team might not be a good matchup for you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's no, Frank's got to play Dotson. Who's coming on played some minutes. Um, yeah. Hardaway jr. Is the only one that brought it for the duration of the game. Um, well, Oladipo showed up in a, in a black Panther costume, Jim. That was the big story. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. It looks like Von Ley has got a natural procession of minutes here. The last four games, 17 minutes, 22 minutes, 28 minutes, 32 minutes. He's probably going to play 36 next game. Crescendo of minutes. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Something something to watch with Vonley and, again, your boy Hazonia. Um, As this Knicks thing starts to come together with youth and whoever they can sign as a free agent, um, you kind of want your team to look like it's a good opportunity if you're kind of a middling player. Like, Von Ley didn't have a guaranteed contract coming into the season, and now he's getting some run and he's playing well. You think he um, wanted one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Knicks, Knicks lose at the, in the garden. They, uh, I think they play Friday and Sunday. Um, couple road games, so. Well, we'll get there. But yeah. Hey, I but I'm just telling you, Jim. Mar- mark it down for 8 months, 10 months, 12 months, whatever it is. Knicks are going to sign a big free agent and they're going to have like a top 5 pick in the draft and then this the Knicks ship is going to be turned around. All right. Well, it looks like last night I'm checking out my advanced analytics cuz that's what I'm big into these days, right. NBA advanced analytics. That's geek. And uh, Frank's true shooting percentage, 250. Not good. Wow. What a terrible night. Love when you get deep into the stats like that. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, Tim Hardaway, 791. Noah Vonley, 810. Yeah. Frankie Frankie Nitz, 250. Frankie Smokes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, It's terrible. Yeah, and Frank had a couple good shooting games, so we'll see. He's he's going to be all over the board a little bit this year. I'm his um, biggest fan. I just like watching out for him. You like his look. Oh, yeah. Well, he always looks a little sad and confused. Yeah. He always looks like he's <laughs> at a concert and he just lost his friends. Like, he just had that moment like, whoa, where did my friends go? When he runs down the court and, like, tries to pick up his man, he's just, like, looking wide-eyed like, where's yeah, everyone? There's this... A lot of the book obviously is still unwritten on him, but even personality wise, like you're you're right. He's got that look going. And I don't know, I I secretly think he plays like a meanie in his head, even though he plays like a young Frenchman on the court. Um it's like, yeah, I remember the one bucket he did get yesterday, I remember him like backpedaling and staring at his defender, but you're right. It could, it's either anger or like, Okay, I got a basket. Now remember to play defense. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember the 5th of November. A mm, couple days. I, I don't know if that's the correct date, but I hope so. All right. I, uh, let's move on to more basketball stories. We had Derek Rose dropping 50 for the Timberwolves. Mm. 
And the same day Jimmy Butler decides to sit out because he wants to force a trade. Yeah. Uh, the best the best gif drop or meme drop was from the Simpsons. And there's like one character. I don't know the Simpsons characters. He goes, uh, my work is done here. Because your work is done. You didn't do anything. Oh, did I? And it's like, well, yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Uh, it was emotional off the court. All the players are happy for him. They like do like a champagne celebration in the locker room. A feel good story because Derrick Rose has been littered with injuries. Does this this get you? Does this pull out the heartstrings for you? No, because so it you you appreciate the emotion because it, it's it's not one we see a lot of athletes do. It's the he was the youngest MVP. Had a couple ACL bad injuries. His game seriously deteriorated when it should have been in his prime at like age 27, 28. Um, then he, he kind of went AWOL. Um, like literally, he there was w- one game for the Knicks. He just didn't show up. He went to visit his mom without telling anyone, right? And the, I think that's what he told people. And everyone was like, what? That's like... he. That's still not a great excuse. <laughs> like we're not accepting that. Um, and then, yeah, so he's had kind of a reunion with Coach Tom Thibodeau uh, in Minnesota. And, yeah, amongst all, all of this, he, he made it his goal coming into the year to be the sixth man of the year. That was his goal. Um, which, again, from I, – I mean, we're now six years removed from him being an MVP – but still, it's age thirty. That's a that's a fall from grace. I mean, LeBron's still doing his thing at age thirty four or whatever it is. I mean, obviously a freak. But um, yeah, he goes up. He puts out a fifty burger. Um, he's been shooting from three a little bit, which he's never done before. But uh, yeah, he got emotional after the game. That was super cool, and it was cool to see the team like celebrate. And you almost. I mean, it's just weird, weird times on the Minnesota basketball team. Yeah, I'm weirded out by this. I yeah. mean, I don't want to come off rude, but if this is the Derrick Rose movie, is this the end? Is this the final scene? So, Because like, I feel like everything's premature. Like, it's awesome. But, like, is this all he wanted to do, and now he's fine with anything else? Is uh, Are we looking for another 40-point game? Are we looking for the, him to lead the Timberwolves now? I... I it seemed like this is the end of the movie. It's like, is he just going to retire now? I- so I think this normally would be the scene before the last scene in the movie. Like, wow, Derrick Rose did it again. And then there's like some cut scene and the, uh, there's his his grandson and is in the background and watching an old 30 for 30. And it's like, oh, Derrick Rose went to play five more NBA seasons, won two six-man of the awards, and was a, was a really solid player on a couple teams, blah, blah, blah. Um Unfortunate. Well, we'll see. I think in D Rose's head, he's telling himself like I'm back, which I think, if anyone's tracked as as you know, true sh- shooting percentage and a lot of his advanced analytical stats, uh, A's had he's been pretty rough. Um, just like it's gone to become an efficiency game, and he's gotten a lot less efficient. But hey. If if he can be good, be good. That's what I always say. That is what you've been saying forever. Ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever never felt so long until you're gone. All right. I have a question for you. Out of all the highest scoring games, this is where my brain went. Okay. So, like, Kobe dropped 81. Walt Chamberlain dropped 70 regularly. Um, 
do you know the highest percentage of teams' points made? Highest percentage of teams' points made. So, so, so they scored like one twenty something last night, and Derrick Rose had fifty, so he's probably at like forty something percent, forty nine. Do you know the highest? Is it is it in recent years? Um, no. There's two. Okay. The average is around fifty. Right, fifty percent. You make um, half of the basket your teammates, but there's two that are well into the 60s. One's recent, one's not. I would guess Kobe's 81 would be recent. Yeah, he was 66% of the points. Yeah, that was that was a cool one. Um, and then, I don't know, you'd assume Wilt scoring a hundo spot would, would be up there, but I don't know how many they finished with that day. 169. I bet. <laughs> So I didn't even do that one because it just like those look like, sound like <laughs> they sound fair. like make they sound like make believe numbers. Yeah. Um, but I'll do that real quick. Do, do, do you know that math in your head? I bet someone's good at math. They're like, oh, you can't do that in your head. That's fifty nine percent. So not even that many. All right. So Kobe Bryant, eighty one points was sixty six percent. Then you got to go back to you probably George Mikus. Ah, Mikein. Yeah, George Mikein. He scored sixty. Whoa, shit, Jimmy, find it. Regroup, recover, find the stat. He scored 61, and the team scored 91 against the Rochester Royals. Was, was he on the uh, the Minnesota Lakers then? Minneapolis Lakers. Minneapolis, nice. nice January, tw- January 20th, 1952. So that's the highest, 67%. But there's a little caveat. Do you know the story of when he scored 83% of his team's buckets? I do not. So I'm going to read the snippet of it to you, okay? Sure. Uh, I bet a lot of people know this story. You might not know that this is that story, but it'll come together. The In this year, 1950-51, the NBA introduced a new statistic, rebounds. In this category, Mike also stood out. His 14.1 rebounds per game was only second to the 16.4 of Dolph Shays of Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Big Dolph Shays guy? yeah. Okay. In that year, Mike participated in one of the most notorious NBA games ever played when the Fort Wayne Pistons played against his Lakers. The Pistons took a 19 to 18 lead in the third quarter. Afraid that Mike would mount a comeback if he got the ball, the Pistons passed the ball around without any attempt to score a basket with no shot clock invented yet to force them into offense. The score stayed 19-18 to make it the lowest scoring NBA game of all time. The game was important development in the shot clock, which was introduced four years later. So it's like it wasn't that important, I guess. Uh, Mike scored 15 of the Lakers' 18 points, thus earning 83.3%. There's a picture of him holding the sign. I can't imagine being at that game, how, 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 were, how many things were thrown on the court. I thought I had heard about this in high school basketball or college basketball before. I, I think there's a lot of stories about this pre-shot clock era that everyone are like, yo, that was <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, yeah, no, I think it's boring at first, but then I think it gets exciting. Like, Mikan's like tr- running around like crazy trying to steal the ball. Yeah, like, how does it? How do they not get a steal? 
Like, that's pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive game of keep away. You're yeah. Right. I wonder if there was still a backcourt violation then, because maybe they get to use the, the no full way. court. Yeah, I'm thinking they're using the full court. Um, yeah, I mean, how do the players not get tired? Because that would have been continuous action, right? Um, it looks like they did it all game, and then because because it's it was it was eight to seven after the first quarter, thirteen to eleven at half. So it looks like it was right. their strategy. Once they got ahead, just hold the ball as long as possible. Yeah. And it looks like they did steal it a couple times, but at the end they couldn't steal it. That's just it's called the it's, this ESPN says it's known as the big yawn. Ooh, Dolph Shay. And Lakers coach Johnny Kunda was boiling. Play like that will kill professional basketball, he said. He's right. right. He was right. That's a bad right. strategy. Anyway, if you Google pictures of, of George Mikan, Mikan it's, it's a good time, and I think everyone should do it. He's, he's, like, he's the big man that all big men quote. To show that they have, they appreciate NBA history. Like Shaq's a big George Mikan guy. Good for Shaq. Good for Shaq. Good for George Mikan. Yeah, look at this picture, Jake. I know this is bad radio. I'll describe it. But do you see this picture? Yeah. Like that is basketball. That's a staged photo of a six foot eleven man laying on his stomach and then someone had to like dribble a ball to him so he could act as if he just dove to dive it away. These old stage photos crack me up. Yeah. All right, Mike, and we're going to need you to lay on the ground. (laughs) Why don't we just take a picture of where I hold the ball? They couldn't get action shots, so they had to stage him. He looks like a tall grasshopper playing basketball against a bunch of, it's just old basketball. Back to you in the booth. Yeah. So anyway, that was a little. That's the. That's what spawn, my brain spawned off of after the the oh Derrick Rose. God. Also, he looks bad. You're not into D Rose's hair. No, he looks disheveled. He looks like he's lived a, a rough life, which I guess he, he somewhat has the last couple of years. Maybe that's what he and his early years. Um, yeah, I I can't talk NBA hair. I don't. Being you a peak athlete and having, like, the weekend haircut or whatever people are doing, I just don't get it. Like, you're, that makes you slower. It affects you. But I like it. Yeah. Styling. It's like even track stars wearing, like, gold chains and stuff. Yeah. Like, while swimmers are out here shaving their entire body, you got track stars wearing chains while they run with dreads. Makes no yeah. sense. Hey. Let's shake and bake. Yeah. We sound like old men, but, I mean... More weight. Well, we're, we sound like people that needed every advantage in the book. Yeah, it's very true. And they're like, "Well, dude, I don't need to shave my yeah. head to be faster than everyone I'm gonna in the world." I'm going to look good when I do this. Usain Bolt's like, "Oh yeah, this gold chain's really holding me back, guys." <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to do it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just be faster than everyone in the known world. Do you think? Do you think Usain Bolt has a training chain? That's heavier, like, like a donut? He's, like he's got a 20-ounce chain that he wears when he trains, and then he throws on the 10-ounce chain? I'd love it if he did, yeah. I think that's smart. It's just like huge-ass Lenny Kravitz scarf of a chain. It's like, no, that's just his training chain. Yeah, that's too big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other sports news? We have the Maryland coach was fired because they killed a kid, you told me. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds fireable. We won't and then we have dive. the prep. Prep high school coach. I don't know if you saw this video, and we don't need to get into it, but it's like it's the one of the worst 
videos I've seen. Like one of the worst guys, if anyone hasn't seen the video, this player told him he was going to transfer, and the coach basically says, like, I'll send you back to Haiti. I'll fuck with your transcript. He's like, do you know how to spell extortion? You probably don't even know how to spell it. You retard, E-X-T-O-R-T-I-O-N, extortion, motherfucker. I'm going to fuck you up if you leave. Like, And I'm not exaggerating. I'm laying it. Yeah. I'm not laying it on as thick as he did. It's a really shitty video, uh, and we try to keep things a little lighter than that. So I'll just. How do you become that person? What happens? Dude. Just, just you're threatening a high school kid's life who you're supposed to be their coach. Uh, it's like a false sense of um, machado, machismo, machismo. Like, you, like this is what men are like. I'll fuck. I'll do it at all costs. At all costs. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get to at all costs, and you're like, well, am I really? This isn't. And then you, you're just stuck. But he didn't even really apologize for the video. Dude's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He needs to not be around young kids ever again. I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, dude came over from Haiti to play basketball, and that's what he got to deal with. Fuck that. Just just to twist things back to a high note after the Maryland coach death and this this jerkalope. Hey, Derrick Rose is fifty. Do we? Oh, we did that. Yeah, we did that already. We did that, but it was against. I'll I'll my new goal to teach you one sports thing a day. It was against the Jazz, who have a good defensive team. Their big man's a big French guy, Rudy Gobert. Do you know his nickname? French Bear. The Stifle Tower. That's a terrible nickname. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> That's really bad. I love a good nickname. That's a really bad nickname. They don't actually call him that. Yeah, man. I mean, not like teammates like, yo, Stifle Tower, but like announcers and broadcasters. Yeah. That's terrible. Sorry. Do the the Jazz have that Italian that got drafted by the Timberwolves and refused to come over for a while? Spanish. R- Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Up and down like strippers booty go. I heard his name on the highlights. And I was like, oh, he's playing? Is he good? Yeah, yeah he's funny. He's like solid now. He just never became what he should have. And I don't he can't shoot. And it's like a shooter's league now. He's still like a cool passer and plays good defense. I just remember when he got came over, it was like this big story. Yeah, it was like a huge story. They thought he was going to be special, special. I think he was still off like the coattails of Steve Nash, and they kind of thought he was going to be that. But, um, yeah, he couldn't really not, – not a big shooter. But he fun, does a fun guy to watch dribble and pass and stuff. He good, does a not – Looks ugly now. You're not going to like his look. Yeah, he does not look like how I, th- I remember I th- him looking. I thought that's where you were going. Um, he's he's like a good highlight reel, though. He's only 28 years old? Yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing. When I think he originally was being talked about, he was like 16, 17. I, I want, he was a guy that uh, there was a, a lot of early, early hype. Um like, I'm not saying as early as LeBron, but I think he was playing as a professional in Spain at, like, 14 or whatever, and then he was known at 16, 17. So, yeah. It's, I think that's it's, like, a sad... I don't want to say sad story attached to it, but um, I think it's very much a story of a young guy from overseas, and then he ends up in Minnesota, and he's like, what are we doing here? Where am yeah. I? 
Then you end up in Minnesota and you end up being a cab driver for a movie director about Somali pirates and you happen to be Somali and then you are standing next to Tom Hanks in front of a camera saying, I am the captain now. now so sometimes being a foreigner moving to Minnesota works out. So it's a tale of two kitties, truly. All right. Whistle, 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 whistle. Halftime. Chili's baby back ribs. I want my Chili's baby back ribs barbecue sauce. You guys know how to post videos to Facebook. Okay. Interesting <laughs> halftime so far. Jim, what'd you, what'd you think about the first half? Uh, there's, sports are so weak right now. There's not a lot of sports talk yesterday and today. Happy that Derek Rose did that. Give us something to talk about. Excited that I found out about George Mikan because his pictures are funny. How about you? Yeah, that was good. We ran, we ran good. We ran fast. The car ran real well. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I now I'm gonna have to start mixing history and sports a little more to get you in the in the mix master. And I'm I'm really happy you know about the Stifle Tower now. That's a terrible nickname, and I hate it. Moving on to more terrible news: a man was mistaken for a scarecrow and run over by a woman. Now, this story sounds weird from the headline. It gets weirder when you read the actual story. Mm. It's kind of old. I think she's in jail now, but she was driving down the road and there was something laying in the middle of the road. Okay. It turns out it was a very drunk, passed out man. He got so drunk, he walked home, he passed out in the middle of the road, which that on its own is weird. Very weird. She stops her car, Jake. She opens the door, gets out, looks. And says, oh, that's just a scarecrow. Gets back in her car. Proceeds to run over what she thinks is a scarecrow and drag it for 50 feet. It was a human being. And like, lady, I think you just wanted to run over stuff. Yeah. It's tough. It's not a great look for that lady. Or the guy. Or the guy for sure. Yeah. I don't know. You can't. I you can't put yourself in a situation where someone can mistake you as a scarecrow. Outside of one night a year, which was last night. <laughs> she's she's in the hospital and he suffered multiple injuries, but he's like, okay, I think. Um, but the judge heard that and was like, Well, no. That doesn't make it better. Yeah. You're <laughs> in jail. <laughs> not still still not acceptable. <laughs> the decision was found by the jury as one that no careful or competent driver would have done, no sensible driver would have done. What? Sometimes the phrasing of things. So the decision was no found by the No sensible driver would have done this. Yeah, no sensible or competent driver would have done that. It's basically yeah. true. It's good. good job, jury. Good Man. job, legal system. When you go to drive over things... Right. I have a weird brain. I, whenever like there's a bag in the middle of the road or something that like, I, I always avoid it because I'm like, Whoa, what if that's a bomb? Really? Full bomb. Yeah. I go, I jump to full bomb. Wow. I've been in cars with people who they like to like run over those things. Like a game, like a Mario Kart, Mario Kart game. Yeah, I guess if there's a water bottle or something, I, I go tire. I'm aiming tire. Mm-hmm. To, to try to get some contact there. 
if there's bags or something, I'm avoiding that because I'm too lazy. to. If it gets stuck under the car, I don't want to go under there. So that's not a worthwhile risk for me. I avoid everything. Just think everything, man, what if that's a bomb? But I don't think that happens unless you're in a war zone. Like squirrels? I avoid squirrels. I hit a squirrel once. No, I hit a cat once. Right, right in front of me. Nothing I could do. Yeah. Had my eight-year-old brother in the car at the time. He was like crying. What are we going to do? Dumbass cat ran right in front of my car. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've gotten one squirrel. And I, I think I was pretty torn up about it. So I like you like taking pictures of roadkill. Actually, no, you'll you'll like this. One of my first, <laughs> one of my first, full out like driving in the rain experiences. Yeah, interesting. As in Middlebury, Southbury. Uh, driving in the rain. I've had the license for a little bit now, but I'm not an experienced driver. And uh, so you know, it's like a good rainstorm. Like drive very careful. Um, you know, just a, a very a, a nervous little. 17 year old 16 year old boy and uh dude just <laughs> the area i was driving in was near a lake or a pond or something and it was like frog city on the roads and i'd never run over an animal before and yeah. i was just running over frogs by the hundreds dude <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was taking a toll on me you really ran over a bunch of frogs dude it was brutal they were everywhere it was there was no option I once submitted to like be on a reality. I didn't run over the frogs. I, I don't even know. It was like they were going to take me. That's how many frogs there were. It was like a Hitchcock movie. I I once, I once signed up, emailed like a reality show, like a talk show, um, and I made up this story about how you died by running over frogs, and I didn't know that this is something you'd actually done. I Do- died. Yeah. How would I have died? I made up the story. Right, but you know that running over frogs doesn't lead to death. So yeah, but I think a, in my story... There's clearly a missing chunk of the story that has I, to be mentioned. I, I, I tried to find it, but we got accepted to be on the show. I tried to get accepted on two shows, one with you and one with Luke. They were like prompts, like, do you have a brother that you fight a lot with? Do you have a sad story? Right. My sad story for you was that you were like riding on a motorcycle on a wet road by swamp and... Like like your bike slipped on like you're killing frogs and your bike slipped on frogs. And you Sounds like, like I really told injured. you this story before and you ran with it back then. No, I haven't heard that you were killing a lot of frogs. Maybe in my deepest in my subconscious, but yeah. I didn't actively think of that. But I didn't know that you were a frog killer. Yeah, man. Because we're frog friendly. They were everywhere. Frogs. Remember it when was me we or got, them? It was me or them. Remember when I got my pool in Connecticut and like yeah. there was so many frogs jumping in the frog water. Frog party. The year before, they didn't have that pool. They were like, well, this is where we hang out. Yeah. That's we love this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the pool. That's a cool spot. Out. You got a story you want to bring up? Tell you a story. Guy named Brady. Yeah, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm going, and I think you're going to want to roll with this because you probably know more about the gentleman than I do. But uh, an actor... That appeared on a couple shows, Better Call Saul, 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 Longmire, uh, admits to cutting off his own arm and posing as a war veteran. Um, so basically, this gentleman cut off his arm 
to help improve his acting career. And call me old fashioned, but it worked out. Um, he he's got he picked up a couple acting roles. We're talking about him now, Jimmy. I I don't have a single qualm with this story, except posing to be a war veteran. I guess. Yeah, stolen valor, man. You can't do that. You can't do that. I think you uh, just go into the interviews and you're just like, "Hey, I, uh, you know, I want you to appreciate me as an actor. Uh, I I just rather not talk about what happened to my arm." So. He didn't cut off his arm to better his career. He cut off his arm and then it bettered his career. He wasn't even really trying to be an actor before. And he's like, he, this is his quote. I severed my hand with a skill saw. The state of my mind was a psychotic episode because he's bipolar. So this dude just like having a bipolar episode and just took a home skill saw, plugged the plugged it into the outlet on the wall, laid his arm down on the table, and just sawed it off. Not something you can do and be in the society. Yeah, that's a good point. Not something you can do. Surprisingly, though, the move worked out for La Tourette, and he found work off off a severed limb and a story about being a war veteran. Most recently, he appeared in season four of AMC's Better Call Saul. He said, living the lie has been difficult. I mean, live that lie, dude. That's a lie you take to the grave. Hey, how'd you lose your arm? Oh, I was off my meds and I sawed it off myself. That, you no, no, no. Don't tell people that. Bury that one deep down. Take that to the grave. Yeah, I guess when... When does this come out? I mean, is it like family and friends found out and told people or... No, it was just weighing on him. Would you cut off an arm to be an actor? He's not even an he's a extra. No, no. He's no, like an no. extra on a show. I mean, dude, if I chopped off my hand and I did it, I would be so mad at myself. I got so mad at myself for breaking the Voss yesterday. Yeah. Never mind if I cut off my own hand. So, I mean, I could see that being a, a crazy state of mind. Then you cut off more of your arm and you're like, okay, what do I do now? I become an actor. How do you live with yourself if every, like you black out from some type of episode and then you wake up and you're like, shit, what did I do? Like that feeling is already terrible. Like, oh shit, what happened last night? I do I even want to hear? And you like gingerly walk into the family room where all your bu- or living where all your buddies are. You're like, hopefully they don't tell me something terrible. Blah, blah blah. Hey, so what what happened last night? Oh, you cut off your arm. Gone. Oh, look down. That's yeah. Yeah. Don't don't get held up on that, guys. Just continue. <laughs> guys, crazy. Um, for him. We got another. We got. Let's do one more story. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you choose. Do you want uh, a guy who got shot by his dog, a Florida mayor who uh, exchanged sex for speed bumps, or a drunk baggage handler who fell asleep in the luggage compartment of a fl- of a plane? You know sex for speed bumps is my speed, but whatever you're feeling. I just think this guy who is this drunk bag, baggage handler who fell asleep in the cargo pit of a plane and flew to Chicago, and he's like, oh, shit, sorry, I was drunk. Like, no, dude, you're running from demons. Like, you're you're in the loss to your bookie, to the mob. Your wife, like, is about to kill you. 
you don't this this was a planned getaway that he's got to go back to his home now and i feel a little bit bad for him because it was a good plan mm. i'll just jump in the plane that i'm lo- as i'm loading the bag and i was jumping there i'll fly to chicago you gotta go yeah hey every job has its perks <laughs> how many times do you think this has been done as a perk and no one's known it has to have been done oh yeah i think this is a regular thing i think just, this guy got caught that's what i'm saying i don't think this was an accident no no it's a free mi- well not free actual miles but yeah man you gotta go somewhere you gotta go i think this is good put it in a movie like if you're writing a movie and you, you got a guy he's he works as a baggage guy at the airport. That's already a good like job to have, kind of interesting, different than your regular day life. She's out he of my get, league. He gets into some shit, right? And right. this is how he escapes, and then it becomes cat and the mouse game. Or this is the final scene of how he just gets away. This needs to be in a movie. All right. Yeah, I've, I've got no qualms with it. I think okay. it should be encouraged. Like the the how about the airline says you get one free trip a day we don't look you don't tell not a I, day that's crazy it, yeah it would be, I think it would be a nice thing if um I don't know maybe di- you you put kind of a lay down seat back there with all the luggage and you could have guys kind of trade positions like that like a truck driver sleep in the back of their truck yeah set up kind, a little bed hey hey man I uh. You're going to shoot up to Minnesota for the weekend. Got a family event going on, so I'm just going to take the lay down and the luggage. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good to me. That's the benefit for working at a place that's really loud. But you're not supposed to do that in the summer because it gets too hot and like dogs die and stuff. Yeah. Well, what if you like hanging out with dead dogs? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we always end up here. <laughs> we always end up at the same topic. <laughs> oh, just a quick hitter. The front of this newspaper in big white bold letters, it's, it says, man has sex with toaster. And then it has a picture of the guy's face. So, like, it's just, you have sex with one toaster, Jake. Right. And they out you to the entire world. It's unfair. The headline with his face is so crazy mean. <laughs> like, hey, you that toaster fucker? Because you're plastered on the newspaper, your face. Toaster fucker, your face. That's tough, man. Eyeball rushed to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> with severe burns is the sub headline, which means he fucked a <laughs> he fucked a <laughs> fucked a hot toaster i mean i color me crazy if i'm if i'm going to have sex with a toaster it's probably going to be while it's not on you'd like to think man how does that like what has to be the thought process that should be ruled as a suicide attempt for his dick maybe i there's no what are the Best possible outcomes. It feels fantastic, and you, you, you. Finish? But that would have been discovered by now, so I don't think that is a feasible outcome. Okay. I think that's what he was hoping for. Totally, what he was hoping for. It's uh, the. Uh, it's the. I don't close... think you're even hoping for that, because then if it is, now you're. 
I guess you're happily the guy that has sex with toasters. Yeah, I mean, you just found... You're a millionaire. It's a close proximity principle. You've just been spending every morning eyeing that toaster. At first, he didn't find it attractive at all. He kind of hated it. It's like, I wanted a two-piece. This only cooks one at a time. I like eating two bagels because I'm kind of fat. I got to wait it out. He hated the toaster. Eventually, you just spend so much time with the toaster, you start looking at it a little different until the day comes in between bagels. You say, I'm going to fuck this toaster. It has a little bit of a romantic side to it. For me, it's almost like the shape of water, the shape of bread. Then your dick gets burnt off. And you're in the hospital, and now the whole world has you outed as a toaster fucker. It's mean. Dilusia? I see you now. Lost you for a sec. All right, you're back. We're back. All that toaster stuff. Yeah, all that toaster stuff. All right, moving on. TQ of the day? Twitter question of the day. What do you got? What do you got? We got two here. Which one do you want to go with? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet out a prompt for more questions. We need more questions. I, dude, the, the first question is too daunting for me. I'm never going to go for that. I'm sorry. You liked it. The first question is top five TV shows. Let's work this out right now then. Oh, you, my God. You like The Office. You like Parks and Rec. I like The Office. I don't know if Parks and Rec is there anymore. You like Arrested Development. Yeah, but like I don't Jones to watch it or anything. You know, this is my lifetime struggle. I don't I don't love this. Well, if Parks and Rec isn't there, that means you would think you have others that are ahead of it. Maybe. I don't do this in my life. I don't have like favorite stuff. But what shows have you watched recently that you've enjoyed? Friends. Okay. Friends Friend. is in there. All right. Friends. Like, that's it. Friends in the office. That's your top two? Probably. Like, the most generic top two ever. You like Game of Thrones. I like Game of Thrones. I'll put that in there for this. Did you watch Breaking Bad? No. You liked that show where they all went to, like, had to live in the society... Now, that was a good show, The Colony. The Colony. But that's not traditionally looked on on upon fondly because it was an awful show. Did you like the show Next on MTV? Yeah, great show. I don't think that's in my top five all time. (laughs) Next someone as soon as you see them? That'd be a good show. If they did this in like a business meeting, like get to know everyone. Like, yeah, I love Game of Thrones. Breaking Bad and the old uh, MTV show Next, <laughs> but they, they say it seriously. It's like, oh, isn't there a movie or a TV you, show where they like one of the character nexts a person, and they're like, "Did you just next to me?" Like the MTV yeah. movie show. I can't think I, of what I that forget, is. I forget what that was. That's pretty funny. <laughs> next. It's a good joke. What are yours? You're you're my guy for this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a big TV fan. I'd put um, Band of Brothers is my number one. Deadwood's my number two. I think it's weird to put comedies in there because it's like a whole different vibe, but The Office and Always Sunny would be my two top comedies. Um, gets a little hard. I used to love Friday Night Lights, but I think that's aged a little poorly. 
But I mean, my top two for sure, Band of Brothers and Deadwood. Nice. I think Breaking Bad, critically, is a top five show. Like, I think it's one of the best shows. Sure. But it doesn't break. I like Deadwood and Band of Brothers more. Band of Brothers is the best thing to ever be put on film. Whoo. It's fantastic. I should start watching it. I just rewatched Deadwood, so maybe I'll rewatch Band of Brothers now. I don't know. Band of Brothers, Room Raiders next. I don't know. They're on the same bucket for me. Room Raiders was bad, but next was funny. Good show. I had uh, knew someone that was on Room Raiders. I knew someone that knew someone that was on Room Raiders. Same. You always got excited for next. It was so easy. Because you knew there was going to be the one moment. You're, You're eyeing the person from the start of the show, and you're like, when they get off the bus, they're getting the next. <laughs> yeah, that's the most exciting part. Just the instant next. Yeah, she did it. <laughs> Take that, loser. <laughs> and, it, dude, I, I remember there's been I, a couple double nexts, maybe a triple next, just instantly. Because I think you had, what, five people? Something like that? Do you Good think show. we like maybe that? Maybe that isn't my top five. you think we like that because it's our biggest fear? No, I think it's... It's my accepted fear. Oh, okay. Like, I think if I'm on the next bus and I'm looking around and it's quarterback club, lacrosse guy, uh, business guy, I think I get off the bus, I hear the next, I, you know, head down, thank you. This I, I kind of anticipated this. I was having more fun with these guys anyway. No, it would be my thing. I just wouldn't want to be the last guy. Because that's okay. it. Yeah, but and, you're not going to get nexted right away because they need to make a show. Yeah, but then I don't care about that. Now we're dragging out a fake date just because I was the last guy. I'm just thinking about this. They they definitely made they definitely had her next every guy right away and then just then had her go on five dates and then whatever footage was the best. You know what I mean? Like the uh, producers of the show. I don't know. I think the way they did it was they they would do two an episode, I think. Like, they do two 15-minute ones. Maybe I'm forgetting. I don't know. Maybe it's not my top five show, but I'm I'm sure they added some production to it. So, next is not in your top five show. Next is my fifth favorite show ever. The Leftovers was a really good show. That's crazy, though. It's, like, intense watch. Very confusing. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's HBO. I guess I like HBO shows. It's the best Sunday night programming. Yeah. I don't have any Netflix shows that I like. Whatever. I like a lot of shows. I watch almost every show. Besides Not. basic besides basic cable. Like Someone tries to tell me a show on ABC, NBC, CBS is good. I'm like, you're dumb. That's how that it's works. Tough, yeah. Shows are garbage. Anyway, what else are we watching tonight? We got the Rangers versus the Ducks. Blue shirts. At ten PM and uh I'm rooting for the Rangers. Not a fan of ducks. They're pretty mean. And they shit everywhere. And this game's at 10, so I'm not going to watch it. And then on Thursday Night Football, we have Jake. Don, don, don. It's the only thing anyone should be watching tonight. It's the toilet bowl. Flush sound effect. Um, That wasn't a flush sound effect, but I made noise, so... Uh, yeah, if, if, if you don't know, the one in seven San Francisco 49ers are playing the Oakland Raiders, and their combined record is two and 13. Um, the Battle of the Bay. So, yeah, they actually, one, I showed Jimmy the graphic yesterday, they've, <laughs> 
they they put up a graphic calling it the toilet bowl, which <laughs> it's a tough look. Um, but yeah, so that that should be a great watch. Dude, the Bay Area had its run when I lived there in two thousand five. It's so the Bay Area because I live there. They have it's it's a decent sports town, but like they so quickly go to the dumpster. Okay. Like the Giants win the World Series, then they're the worst team in baseball. Right. The A's make the wild card one year, then they're the worst team in baseball for three years. The Warriors have been good now for a while, so they have that to hang on to. But the the football and baseball teams are so odd. They so they don't like have average seasons usually. I like that. Yeah. I guess they've got the 49ers have a little high-low history as well. Yeah, like when Harbaugh was there and they made it the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be good again. It's like, nope. The Raiders, they have Carr and uh, Cooper, and they're winning 10 games and making the playoffs. Like, yeah, we got our young crew. We're going to be good. Those are so quick hitters. Coop's gone. Coop's gone. Carr's not. All right, what else no, do we have? No, what have? I'll be watching? I'll be watching Bucks Celtics. Bucks are Bucks are the last undefeated team in the NBA question mark. Giannis Antetokounmpo, your boy, um in Boston, so they'll be rowdy and they just win every game a Boston sports team plays anymore. The Greek I haven't freak. seen a Bo- I haven't seen a Boston sports team lose in a month. Nice. What about that one game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I you didn't see it. forgot about it. You forgot about it. Didn't see it. All right. What else do we have going on today? You don't have any talking Husky episodes. Or you do. You do. We do. Yeah. The the player profile and projections are still leaking out. Oh, it's leaking out of me. Um, Sorry for that. Yeah. That's... Apologize. Um, Eltery Gilbert, also your boy. Um, He's got... Dude, college sports are so crazy. Do you feel weird talking about college sports because you're talking about like high schoolers? No, I just it's so I I mentioned I watch a TV show Friends because yeah. I'm I'm very I'm a classy betch. Um but I really enjoyed watching Friends this time because I'm watching it like as their age. Like when I've watched Friends previously it was like high school Jake looking at these people as like adults in New York. And now I'm a fake adult going through a lot of this. Like, they have an episode, which I think everyone's been through, where you go out to friends who want to get a fancy dinner, and you have half your friends who don't want to get any food. And it's like, now I've lived that, and I'm watching Friends, and it's funny to look back at and see that. Um, I think it's kind of a similar thing I'm doing with college sports right now. Because, dude, I just imagine being this guy for UConn. uh, He was the 30th overall recruit. And there's a list of guys that were ranked below him coming out of high school that have now been, like, NBA guys for a couple years. Like, uh, Thon Maker. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on, on the other guys. Uh, Huerter, the guy from Maryland that just got drafted. But, dude, just, like, imagine that. Like, he's only played nine college games due to two bad shoulder injuries. And you're looking at guys that you you thought and you were ranked better than a couple years ago who are now collecting NBA paychecks. Like that's that's brutal, man. Where I guess if I was if I was a high schooler I'd say like get healthy, play better. <laughs> yeah. 
and now I feel for that guy. But what I'm what I'm wondering is some of these players you're doing on Huskies are just kids. Like they're right. not they're not gonna be pro players. Sure. No one knows their name but UConn basketball fans. Right. So it's more like they're kind of just more of a normal person than when you talk about when you talk about pro athletes and you break it down from a fundamental standpoint, you you kind of that guilt or whatever is like, well, they're pro athletes. They're, they get talked about. Where like you and Katie might be the only people doing a whole episode on Andre Gilbert. Yeah, he might, he might tune in like, oh, shit, a podcast did an episode on me because that's not his life yet. I, I don't know. I just I, I think a little that's tied to the fact that the Northeast doesn't have a lot of college sports, but I think that's a lot more normal in different parts of the country. I mean, if you start thinking Alabama football or, hell, Oregon, California sports teams, I mean, these these kids uh, are low-level celebrities. And in Alabama, they're high-profile celebrities. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, like, the college players, the, uh, not the stars of the team, are, like, low-level in that area. Like, you're talking about people that aren't, getting headlines nationwide or like big there aren't at the mercy of the press yet yeah but that's any college kids that's that's, that's how, what i'm saying and you're doing a college that's not just uconn that's how any college i'm not i'm not ends. saying it's just uconn i'm saying yeah it, it, no that's any college team then yeah that's how you'd say that yes any college team do, do you feel different about it doing like college kids oh you just you can't roast them it's not their profession yeah absolutely i, yeah, I think so that's I the consensus across the board yeah oh sorry i didn't i didn't i didn't think that was a thing yeah man um you can't you can't tear into them they're they are college kids this isn't necessarily their career yeah if you make a bonehead mistake you can still say that and you could get mad at them for that because it's part of the reason that they're a part of the program but no i yeah they're they're not professionals i think that goes with any aspect of life <laughs> yeah no that's why i was saying it must feel different doing those things because you have to be a little gentler with your delivery than like when we did our pvp on ellsbury or hicks we were brutal last year like i probably wouldn't say that about a 19 year old kid who's <laughs> just like I, I think you can openly say they have a bad year yeah, you can. You just gotta, but they, you can. I think the difference is a professional athlete like Jacoby Ellsbury has been paid to do this, and so mm-hmm. if he doesn't, he does not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's Pro a, sports. It's a, College it's different, sports. Yeah, different balance. That's all I was wondering at. All right, that's the rest of this show. Voicemails tomorrow if you want to be part of it. 908-845-5792. Leave a voicemail. Be part of the show. Talk with us. Ask a question. Say, uh... You know, something that we haven't talked about that maybe you want to talk about or just ideas, general questions, statements, whatever you want. That's the rest of this show. And we will be back tomorrow for the last show of the week. Listenership has been good. Downloads have gone up every single day. And we appreciate you guys for that. So we thank you very much. And we are out. So here's some Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats to end the show. My heart. Hands are shaking, bugs are crawling all over me. My heart is breaking, hands are shaking, bugs are crawling all over me. My hands are breaking, hands are shaking, bugs are crawling all over me.